Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, the 8th of February, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 75 and 76, Genesis 24, 28 through 38, 49 through 5L. I'm not sure what that means. We'll uh, figure out when we get there if that's a typo. <laughs> and Hebrews 12, 12 through 29. Nations shall come to your light, and rulers to the brightness of your rising. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For our God is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it, and God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For God is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to God's voice. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Psalm 75. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Your name is near. People tell of your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep its pillars steady. I say to the boastful, do not boast, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high, or speak with insolent neck. 
For not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of God there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed. God will pour a drop from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Psalm 76 In Judah God is known. God's name is great in Israel. God's abode has been established in Salem, God's dwelling place in Zion. There God broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the everlasting mountains. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. None of the troops was able to lift a hand. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you indeed are awesome. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still when God rose up to establish judgment, to save the oppressed of the earth, to save all the oppressed of the earth. Human wrath serves only to praise you when you bind the last bit of your wrath around you. Make vows to God and perform them. Let all who are around God bring gifts to the one who is awesome, who cuts off the spirit of the princes, who inspires fear in the kings of the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis chapter 24, verses 28 through 38 and 49 through, hang on, through 51. I have this wonderful um, Episcopal liturgical appointment calendar that has, you know, it's like a spiral notebook with week at a glance, but it's got on one side all of the liturgical readings for the daily office and then the Sunday's um, readings as well. But every once in a while there's a typo, so it had L instead of 1, but it's through 51 there. Then the girl ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban came out, ran out to the man to the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebecca, thus the man spoke to me. He went to the man, and there he was, standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of God. Why do you stand outside when I have prepared the house and a place for the camels? So the man came into the house, and Laban unloaded the cam camels, and gave him straw and fodder for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told my errand. He said, Speak on. He said, I am, I am Abraham's servant. God has greatly blessed my master, and he has become wealthy. God has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female slaves, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. And God has given him all that he has. 
My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live. But you shall go to my father's house, to my kindred, and get a wife for my son. Now then, if you will deal loyally and truly with my master, tell me. If not, and if not, tell me, so that I may turn either to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, The thing comes from God. We cannot speak to you anything bad or good. Look, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as God has spoken. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 19, The Song of the Redeemed O ruler of the universe, ruler God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O ruler of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, God, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Creator, the Incarnate, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 through 29. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see God. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and through it many become defiled. See to it that no one becomes like Esau, an immoral and godless person, who sold his birthright for a single meal. You know that later, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, even though he sought the blessing with tears. You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that not another word would be spoken to them for they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse see that you do not refuse the one who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused the one who warned them on earth, how much less will we escape if we reject the one who warns from heaven? At that time, God's voice shook the earth, but now God has promised, 
Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a sovereignty that cannot be shaken, let us give thanks, by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for indeed our God is a consuming fire. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I think this morning, friends, we'll go ahead and read our gospel reading as well. It is the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 14 through 36. Um, We will use a transition psalm first. Or canticle, rather. Canticle O, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nation shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our God, Jesus Christ, according to John, John chapter 7, verses 14 through 36. Glory to you, gracious Christ. About the middle of the festival, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. The Jews were astonished at it, saying, How does this man have such learning when he has never been taught? Then Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but the ones who sent me. Anyone who resolves to do the will of God will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own. Those who speak on their own seek their own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of God who sent him is true, and there is nothing false in him. Did not Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why are you looking for an opportunity to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus answered them, I performed one work, and all of you are astonished. Moses gave you circumcision. It is, of course, not from Moses, but from the patriarchs. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, in order that the law of Moses may not be broken, 
Are you angry with me because I healed a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Now some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Is not this the man whom they are trying to kill? And here he is, speaking openly, but they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Messiah? Yet we know where this man is from, but when the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus cried out as he was teaching in the temple, You know me, and you know where I am from. I have not come on my own, but the one who sent me is true, and you do not know that one. I know God, because I am from God, and God sent me. Then they tried to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many in the, in the crowd believed him, believed in him and were saying, When the Messiah comes, will he do more signs than this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering such things about him, and the chief priests and Pharisees sent temple police to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little while longer, and then I am going to the one who sent me. You will search for me, but you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, You will search for me and will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? The Gospel of our God, Jesus Christ. Praise to you, gracious Christ. I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate, our God. Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Jesus descended to the dead. On the third day, Jesus rose again ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Creator. Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We haven't done this for a while. In place of the suffrages, we will use healing healing intercessory prayers from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. I'll get you the page number in just a minute. I keep giving away my physical copies. (laughs) 
thank goodness there's, there is, as I mentioned the other day, a PDF through church publishing for free. So I'm pulling it up on my phone now. Let's see, 33. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. And now is a great time to pause and offer aloud particular people that you are holding in the light, dear friends. I'm going to observe a moment of silence here while I lift those up um, in, in my mind's eye and encircle them in God's light. God, the creator, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the word incarnate, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to the dying peace and a holy death and uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, 
O God of life. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Hear us, O God of life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of life and health, send your blessing on all who are sick and upon those who minister to them, that all weakness may be vanquished by the triumph of the risen Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our God, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Gracious God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Heavenly creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate. Amen. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. O blessed God, you ministered to all who came to you. 
Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. O God, whose fatherly care reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech thee graciously to behold and bless those whom we now love, those whom we love now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing nearer to thee, may be bound together by thy love in the communion of thy Holy Spirit and in the fellowship of thy saints. Through Jesus Christ, amen. I think we have a few minutes to talk about our readings today. I want particularly this morning to speak about, um, I think it was one of our Psalms here. Let me turn back. Yeah, um, I particularly want to talk about Psalm 75 verses, hmm, almost the whole thing really, three through the end, but so verses, verse 3, when the earth totters with all its inhabitants, it is I who keep, who keep its pillars steady. And, you know, and this, just, this is just such a vivid image in my mind that when our world shifts on its axis, when everything we know is shaken up, it is God who steadies us. It is God who writes us. It is God who restores the holy and natural order. And we're going to we're going to come back to that. Then in um, verses 5 through 8, well actually 4 through 8, um, the psalmist talks about it uses all sorts of wonderful imagery, lifting up the horns, boasting, you know, which are all images of like puffing up and making war and, you know, making oneself bigger than one is and, you know, vying for dominance kind of stuff. And I think this is a real reminder that in the holy and natural order of things, all people are equal and beloved and so cared for and created each out of the very divine substance that the creator God's self is made of. And yet we as humans have really messed that up. We have created a false hierarchy where men make themselves, and I'm not saying all men, my son gets so offended and and I really have a heart for that because he's like, I am not like this, you know? So let's say it this way, the white patriarchy has set itself up to be, and I'm talking about this in in like our American context particularly, but there is a similar system pretty much everywhere in the world. So translate that as you will. So the group in power, in this case, the white patriarchy, has set itself up really as gods, like all-powerful, everything under their control, and then has subjugated the others, women, brown people, children, disabled, as 
less than and under them and to be quiet. Like nobody needs to tell women and children, don't lift up your horns or speak with insolent neck. We have been being told to be quiet for millennia and we're done being quiet. And I believe that God wants to raise, us to raise our voices with the holy chorus of heaven and be heard. But what we see here is how everything falls apart when we set up this false hierarchy, when we buy into it. And you know what? The false hierarchy, this twisted power, does not like it when it's challenged. We get a truckload of backlash when we stand up against it. But backlash does not always mean that we are, it often doesn't mean that we're moving outside of God's will. We've been talking about this throughout Epiphany and particularly in, in this season with Martin, the days that we remember Martin Luther King Jr. and, um, you know, we have Black History Month and everything. Standing up to the earthly and twisted, because when we, when the holy and natural order of things um, becomes broken and twisted and misused, it distorts into something that is not what God intended. But that hierarchy, it does not want to be unseated. And so it retaliates when its power is threatened because it's afraid. It's afraid of being unseated. It's afraid of not having its power. And it does not have understanding that when the holy and natural order is restored with all people equal, all people valued, all people's gifts, talents, and treasures given full opportunity to grow, we all become more powerful. Like, our, all of our lives are better, including those entrenched in the current hierarchy, when we are all together and restored, right? We have, can you imagine if all people were encouraged and educated and given the resources they needed, we would have amazing scientific discoveries. We would have amazing art. We would have all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things in our world, but the, the false hierarchy doesn't, doesn't understand that. So it is God who makes things right. It is, and in the natural and holy order, we are all subjects un, under God and God alone, right? Um, God is the only being that has natural and holy authority and power. And I know we could dig into like a trillion rabbit holes where we talk about divested power and authority, both within the church and within the government and that kind of thing. But I am speaking about worth and resources and in a very basic and, and fundamental order here that all humans inherently have equal worth, should be give, given equal opportunity and resources, should be given equal care and love and respect, and that the only one being worshiped should be God. I hope I've made that like totally clear. So God can redeem and restore and write. God can 
set the pillars straight, God can make the order holy once again. God and God alone. And our New Testament reading in Hebrews speaks to this as well, that um, there are those things which cannot be shaken, right? And, and it starts out that, that we want to lift our drooping hands and strengthen our weak knees and make straight paths for our feet. This is more about perseverance and endurance, right? This is, let's get up, let's pray, let's take action, Let's walk in the path that God cleared for us because, as it goes on to say, Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. We have been given something that is both intangible and also more amazing and beautiful and powerful than anything that we can find here on earth. And we should seek that we can all be healed. We're not looking at those who are wounded and and sinning and seeking to further destroy them. We are We are looking to God to heal them, to heal us. God wants to heal everything. God wants everyone to obtain holiness, to reach the full potential of the being that they were created by and in God to be. And it is God who, and and we can, you know, we can actually take heart because like it says here in the last verses, you know, um, 26 through 29 it's when things get shaken up that the stuff that needs to fall away does and man we are in a time of shaking on this earth and God's going to use that for God's own good so yeah it feels incredibly uncomfortable it, it feels painful right now things are things are shaken up but God is going to use the unsteadiness of the shaken time to let those things that are twisted and unholy fall away like shake right off and rebuild restore that which is holy and and even more we've talked before about restoring not to what was but a future restoring restoring redeeming into what we are becoming that's what's got what god is going to do god isn't going to rebuild the earthly city god's going to build the heavenly city And we are God's co-creators. Helping God, cooperating with God to bring that into being, to bring all of us into being. We are on the path of holiness, friends. I hope that that gives comfort. And I think our reading from the Hebrew Testament speaks to a willingness to follow God into that unknown. You know, when Abraham's servant showed up and asked for signs and trusted in God and knew Rebecca when he saw her and brought God's word, everybody in this story Agreed. So we've talked before about like it's a chicken and the egg kind of thing to talk about discernment and closest to God and which comes first. But I think this is a an example of God laid the path out and the characters here, the people in this tale, followed. Abraham did what God asked. 
the servant did what God asked through Abraham of the servant. And then the servant carried that message forward. And Rebecca said yes. And her family said yes. Just like Mary said yes. May we all say yes to God. May we all draw so close to God that we can discern God's will. And may we say yes to God's will, even when it is the unknown, even when things are shaken. May we trust in God to put everything right. May we walk one step at a time on the path of holiness with God as our constant companion. May we cooperate with God as the architect and our co-creator of a heavenly structure, of a heavenly dwelling place. Amen. I think actually then we've covered all the readings. We didn't quite do them in order, but I hope that that was as heartening for you as it was for me and that you have a beautiful Sunday, friends. I love you all so very much. The sacred three, our fortress be, encircling me, come and round, my hearth and my home, my workplace, my dwelling place, my resting place, all my places of encountering. May the holy three, all these places be. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you've promised through your well-beloved word incarnate, Jesus Christ, that when two or three are gathered together in the name of Christ, as we are, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.